Welcome to episode four of the Adam Chernoff Show, the podcast that gives betters a glimpse of what life is like for those on the other side of the betting counter. For my fourth interview, I interviewed Ian Epstein and Luke Pergandi, two of the founding partners of PropSwap. PropSwap is the first marketplace for sports betting slips in the state of Nevada. This one-of-a-kind mobile application gives bettors the chance to sell their betting tickets for any market offered inside Las Vegas casinos. From futures to parlays to straight bets, if you have a betting slip, you can sell it for profit to a buyer in the marketplace. I felt that this was an important interview to do given my history of trading sports on the betting exchanges in the United Kingdom. Exchange betting is undoubtedly the future of betting in every market, and PropSwap is the first company to do exchange betting right in America. While there's still a long way to go for the guys to streamline their buying and selling process, the current infrastructure they have put in place enables bettors to take advantage of big profits in a betting method previously unavailable. In this episode, we discuss how PropSwap came about, the legal battles they faced along the way, challenges faced getting inside the casinos, the marketplace process, and what users can expect from PropSwap in the future. I had an awesome time talking with the guys, and I encourage everybody to go out and download the app to see how the process works. Enjoy my chat with two great guests, Ian and Luke from PropSwap. Thank you, too, for taking your time out of the night to join me. I'm very excited to talk to you about what you guys have started out in Las Vegas, and I know a lot of my listeners have been looking forward to this episode, as well as some of the groups I'm in are very excited to hear you guys talk and hear a little bit more about PropSwap. Cool. Thanks for having us on. Now, before we get into what you guys are doing out there, can you go through a little bit of your background and give the listeners a little bit of your history and, and how this came about? Sure. Uh, so this is Ian talking. I'll, I'll start. Um, so Luke and I actually met uh, about five years ago uh, uh, in China, of all places. Um, I was doing a, a summer internship for an event management company. We basically planned parties in Hong Kong and Macau, um, and Luke was – studying a semester in mainland China. And so uh, our big party that, that my company planned was at the end of the summer at the Venetian in Macau. It was a pool party. Um, and my, my roommate, who I was staying with in Hong Kong at the time, knew Luke was passing through uh, at the very end of the summer uh, after his semester was over. And he said, hey, you should invite this guy to, to your party in Macau. So I said, okay. And uh, we really hit it off that, that night. And, uh, and that's kind of how we met. So for the listeners um, who then, haven't been to Macau, can you give us a little uh, glimpse of what it's like to being at the Venetian in the Macau compared to, say, Las Vegas or some of the big destinations in sure. the United States? Yeah. yeah. Uh, so I, I've, heard it, I've heard it's changed a little bit over the past couple of years, but when I was there five years ago, um, it's definitely all about the gambling. Uh, the entertainment, you know, the, the, the shows, that sort of stuff is kind of a, takes a backseat to the gambling. Um, you know, the, the Chinese are all about their luck, and whether it's their lucky day, lucky month, lucky year, they all want to see if, you know, they, they can get lucky at the tables. Um, so just just a little, uh, you know, example, the Venetian Macau is the largest casino in the world by square footage, right? And uh, if you walked in there, you would see, you know, maybe 15, 20 Baccarat tables in play with throngs of people watching them play Baccarat. So, you know, literally hundreds of people in the Baccarat section of, of the Venetian and Macau. Meanwhile, there are literally two crafts tables in the whole place, and only one of them was, was operational, uh, and which is a complete opposite of, of a Las Vegas casino. And, Luke, while you were there, you were involved in gaming too, or you were just studying for something else? Yeah, so I was doing a business tour. Um, it essentially was uh, four business school classes, just like you'd take at any undergraduate business school, 
And then the fifth class was a business in China. So <clears throat> how to negotiate contracts, how to get things pushed through, how to possibly start a company from the ground up in China, uh, a little bit on the language, um, and customs. You know, do you sit on the left or right of the person negotiating the deal? You know, how does golf work? Uh, who sits down first? Um, kind of stuff like that. So it was, it was an amazing experience, and uh, obviously I met my eventual business partner there too, so – it was so, fun. So you guys are in China, and then did this idea for Prop Swap come about there, or did you turn to the States? How did the idea initially come up? Yeah. Yeah, so that's just kind of how we stayed in touch. Um, it was around three years ago. Uh, so Ian worked in sports betting for four years before uh, quitting that job and, and starting Prop Swap. Um, and it was about three years ago during the fall, I was visiting Vegas. I lived in San Francisco at the time. And I made a bet on the New Orleans Saints. And at the time of Labor Day, they were 50 to 1. And brought my slip back to San Francisco. Fast forward to around November, the Saints rattled off seven wins in a row, and the odds were now 15 to 1. And I called Ian, who I knew worked in sports betting, and I said, hey, my ticket has increased in value. Is there anywhere I could sell this? And he said, no. And I said, well, at the end of the year, if the Saints win and you cash it for me, you're getting paid, not me. Right? He's like, yeah, that's correct. I'm like, okay, well, then, therefore, these things are transferable. Right? And there should be a marketplace for them. And after that point, we did a little bit of investigative work and figured out no one's doing this. And we emailed probably 15 lawyers. And the first 14 of them said, I would never take your money. There's no chance you ever can start a marketplace for sports betting slips. Gaming, the gaming controller in Nevada would never agree to that. And the 15th lawyer we emailed said, yeah, I think this actually has some merit. Um, so we took our case, and we met with the gaming control board last summer, uh, 2014, uh, 2015, June of 2015, and said, hey, we're going to start this. You know, is this would this be something that you guys would, um, you know, reject or approve? And they essentially said, we'll do neither. We're not going to approve it. We're not going to reject it. Um, and that's essentially what we wanted to hear. So um, they're well aware of what we're doing. Um, the <clears throat> Gaming Control Board is in constant communication with us, and we're always updating them with, you know, new features, new enhancements, what our next move is, and, and they've been fully supportive of it. So we uh, we couldn't be more appreciative to how, uh, how acceptive they've been uh, for this new idea. So before we get into that, which is something I'm very curious about, the legal part of it, which is uh, a topic we'll get to, but I'm I'm curious, or I guess for um, all my listeners who unfortunately do not know about PropSwap, I think everyone should, uh, just give them a quick overview of how the process works and if they have slips of their own, how they can get them in the system and how they get the returns for them. Sure. So PropSwap is a peer-to-peer -peer marketplace for sports betting slips. Meaning that, you know, if you if you make a bet on, let's say, the Cowboys back in September to a Super Bowl and you bet $100 at 30 to 1 odds, let's say. So that ticket, if it wins, is worth $3,000. It's worth nothing if it loses, right? It's kind of one or the other. That, that's how sports betting works. But what PropSwap does, it allows you to sell your slip to someone else. And, and we're the middleman that will find you a buyer. So today, the Cowboys are 3 to 1 to win the Super Bowl. So that ticket, if you bought that you bet for hundred dollars in September, would now be worth a thousand dollars. 
right? And so basically, we're we're a we're a easier, more convenient way to hedge your bet because right now you could lock in a thousand dollars, you know, nine hundred dollars profit without having to sweat the next three games because if you lose this week, it's worth zero. So basically, we allow people to to lock in a profit before the event has been determined. So you guys have an app which is in the app stores. So a customer would download the app if they have the ticket. Uh, they would take a picture of it, and then that gets sent to you guys, and you have a review internally to price that ticket to its current value. Or how does how does that work that's, exactly? That's, that's that's exactly correct, right? So uh, there are slips all over the world that get made in Nevada, and so the about you know the, the tune of about five million slips are generated in Nevada every year. That that's just I mean are are generated, um, and so. You know, these are floating out all over the place. Some are in Vegas, but mostly are not in Vegas. So, you know, our goal is to identify who has what bets because, we, you know, people have no idea what their bets are worth. That, that was one of the more surprising things about getting these businesses. People are absolutely clueless as to what their bet, you know, what their bet is worth. I, I don't mean in a bad way. I mean, it's just a, it, it, it's just a new concept, right? So it's, we're, we're educating people as to, hey – you know, your bet is, you know, you bet for 100, it's not worth 500. You know, you could sell that, and that's just a new concept to people. So the the basis of the app is take a photo of your slip, we get it, and then we'll we'll basically appraise it. You know, think think uh, Antique Roadshow meets force betting. We, we'll appraise your bet. And then and if you'd like to sell it, you send it in to us. Um, so, you know, we're based in Vegas. Obviously, if you're in Vegas, you should definitely come meet us and give us, you know, give us your slips. Uh, but if you're outside of Vegas, you know, uh, you just mail it into us. And so it's an absolute no-risk proposition for us to hang on to your slips because if it sells, great. But if it doesn't, we'll cash your slips for you and mail you the check, right? Uh, I don't know if any of your listeners have ever uh, had to mail in a winner from elsewhere, but basically it takes about two months to get your money, right? If you if you bet on the Super Bowl and it wins and you mail your slip in the Monday after the Super Bowl, you'll, you'll see your money in March, maybe maybe April. Um, and so if we have it, we can cash it for you the next day and mail you the check. So um, our, our goal with the app is to is to identify who has what bets, appraise them, and then eventually get them in our possession. So the whole process you said is obviously much more accelerated than if, if you're going through other avenues. Um, how long does it take, specifically if I were to take the picture of my ticket on the app, how long does that take to get into the marketplace and have other people um, – Accept the price. It's first come, first serve as far as the pricing, or is there a bidding process on that ticket? Yeah, so, so a couple of questions there. First off, how do you actually sell the slip? So once you take a photo of the slip, we're simply appraising it, right? It does not go up on the marketplace until we may, until PropSwap has the ticket in our possession. The app is going to give you an appraisal and it's going to tell you what it's worth, what we actually need the hard ticket in our possession to begin the selling process. Because if we didn't do that, people would say, oh, yeah, I'll sell my flip. Something happens in the game to, you know, uh, move the uh, ticket's price, and then someone rescinds and says, no, actually, I'm not going to sell that. So, you know, to, to run a viable business, people have to give us the hard ticket to actually sell the flip. Got it. Does that make sense? Yeah. And then is there a bidding process for potential players who want to buy there's that? Not, or is there's it not a bid. Come? Excellent question. Uh, definitely something we're working on, uh, hopefully for March Madness, uh, but certainly for next football season, we'll incorporate bidding. Um, right now, people will call us, email us, text us, and say, hey, 
You know, I see that Lamar Jackson for the Heisman slip up there. It's for sale for 9000 I would pay 8500 And then it's our job as the broker to contact the seller and say, hey, you know, Lamar Jackson owner, would you accept 8500 or would you like to decline this bid? Interesting. Okay, so you guys have created the mobile app. Uh, it's in the App Store for iPhone. It's also in Google Play, correct? No, nope, not in Google Play. So we only have an iPhone app uh, right now. Um, Google Play, we're probably going to build a web app um, where anyone can go on PropSwap.com, and you'll be able to have the same functionality as the iPhone app, but you'll just go to PropSwap.com and do that. So anyone that has a Droid um, <clears throat> will be able to go to PropSwap.com and have nearly the same functionality, and we'll have that available for March Madness. We actually had a extensive uh, meeting with our developer today to get that pushed through. No, that's absolutely fantastic, and anyone listening needs to go download this app. Um, now that everyone knows uh, exactly what we're talking about, if they're already not downloading it, they should be. Um, a couple questions from my end that I'm very curious about. Um, you yeah. guys said that this is a very new concept, and it is definitely a very new concept in the United States, but um, over in the U.K. or Australia, where as far as sports banking is concerned, everything's very advanced. Places like Betfair and BetDAC are two exchanges that are doing millions of dollars a day. And I've been dying for someone to introduce this concept to the United States, and you guys are the first ones to do it and do it well. Were they, either of those operations, an inspiration for you, or was the inspiration more of a sort of like a stub hub where you're scalping your tickets? Did you draw inspiration from any of them? Yeah, I, w I would say we definitely drew inspiration from from StubHub. Um, I actually have kind of a have a ticket background. In my, uh, you know, in a, in, a, in a you know bunch of years ago, I, I used to work for a for a ticket broker, so I kind of have that you know in in my in my blood. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, uh, to your point, I mean, the the UK and Australian betting markets are are light years ahead of where we're at in Nevada. Um, I would liken us to kind of the cash out that you, that you see um, you know offered by UK books, where basically. You know, the book will offer to buy your bet back and, and people, you know, cash out early um, but before the event's over. That, that, that's kind of what we are here, right? We, we are the American version of cash out. Um, and an interest, interesting statistic about cash out is that, um, on average, 65% of the dollars that get given out to bettors via cash out get rewagered. So, you know, we're basically, we're, you know, we're, we're helping the books here, and that's, that's our pitch to them is that when, when we pay sellers for their bets, they don't go put it in the bank, right? They, they're, they're greedy. They go make more bets with it. Uh, and so basically we're helping kind of raise the handle here uh, in, in Nevada uh, as, as well as educating, you know, bettors as to, hey, you are not locked into this bet, right? Think of it as an investment, not a gamble, right? So, uh, you know, that, it's just all part of the education process uh, going on here. That's interesting comparison to the cash out. And I think that every sports book uh, that's online in the UK or Australia has the cash out button for a reason. So that's, I can agree with you that that'd be a very big selling point to books in Nevada. But obviously when you first approached them, this must've been met with a lot of resistance. Were, was it difficult to get them on board to approve you to be able to do this or was the process more easygoing than you thought? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I wouldn't say resistance as more just ambivalence, you know, I mean, like, these guys are like, oh, yeah, I've seen companies come and go. You know, I mean, they just like, they just kind of like dismissed us, right? They weren't like, oh, these guys are trying to steal my, you know, steal my customers. It was like, okay, like, you know, I see these guys. I'm sure they'll be gone next month, you know. And so they were just kind of dismissive of us, didn't think we really had any legs. 
Um, and so that was, you know, when we launched, you know, about 16 months ago, fast forward today, they take us pretty seriously. Um, a couple, you know, a couple ESPN and Bleach Report articles that get, you know, hundreds of thousands of views and it's, you know, focused on a specific sports books ticket, that, that starts to raise my eyebrows. So it's, it's actually been pretty interesting uh, how much more receptive they are today than they were uh, a year ago. And so any sports book in Nevada, if someone has a slip from there, you'll accept it and put it in your marketplace, or are there restrictions on some places? Yep. Yeah, no, any any bet that gets made over the counter at a licensed Nevada sports book that, and the event is still to be determined, we can sell. So you know, people people deem us as you know, people deem us as just a futures as just just a futures type you know thing, like oh, just sell your championship tickets. But I mean, it's parlays, right? We we do a lot of parlay action where, you know, a guy makes a five-team parlay, the first three are in, he wants to get out, boom, we, we, find, we find a buyer. Uh, even straight bets, right? Uh, you know, we, we've, we've transacted plenty of, of you know, of bets in-game, um, you know, because, you know, you see, you see some crazy comebacks, right? I mean, USC in the Rose Bowl, down 14 with eight minutes left, who thought they were winning, you know? Uh, you know, Golden State uh, against the Grizzlies a couple weeks ago, the Grizzlies were 16-1 to to win the game in-game, and, and they wanted uh, – in uh, in overtime, so the, there's crazy volatility, and and that's where we come in. When, when there's volatility, that's that's where you know where we come in handy. So you guys will actually accept in-play tickets into the marketplace? Yeah, I mean, if, I mean, uh, when I say in-play, I mean the the bet was made on the game before the game, but we can sell it during the game. Is there an issue like, in terms of active users? Is there a lot of volume and a lot of turnover from those plays on those straight bets shortly, or is the majority still on props and then the bigger parlays? Um, yeah, I would say the majority is certainly future tickets because obviously we have a choke point where we can't sell the, the slip until we have it in hand, right? So in, just in terms of time and convenience, futures make the most sense. But there's people, so we operate out of the Venetian Sportsbook right now here in Las Vegas. There's been plenty of times where people will bring us a straight bet. They'll bring their ticket over to our desk, and then we'll post it for sale. But, you know, say you're at, you know, MGM, which is, you know, on the other end of the strip, and there's two minutes left in the game, we're not going to be able to sell that because we don't have the ticket in hand. Is becoming an exchange, like a full-blown sports betting exchange, something yeah. you guys are interested in, or is that – uh, not something that you think is viable at this time in Nevada just because there's not enough knowledge or volume for it? No, I, I think, I mean, the definition of an exchange is you just have bidding, right? So as long as we have bidding, we, we essentially become an exchange. Um, so I fully anticipate bidding being uh, available with props off for next football season. Uh, it, it's not that complicated. It's, it's to get a little bit technical. It's just a, a different back end. It's just a different way to store our data. So we can accept bids, but it's that's fully feasible for next football season. Um, we just so we're clear, we don't have a buying problem; we have a selling problem, right? We have buyers for days. Everyone wants a discount to the market value of something. If you can get the Cowboys at four and a half to one, and the market says they're three to one, you do that all day, right? But what we don't have is a surplus of sellers yet. People see the number on their ticket. Say your Cowboys slip collects $3,000, and they're not willing to part ways for anything less than $3,000. It's called loss aversion. Um, Business Insider did a video where people will go up to a lottery window, and they'll pay a dollar for a lottery ticket. 
and Business Insider approached these people and said, hey, I know you just made that, that wager for a dollar to win the lottery. Would you accept $3 for that ticket? And an overwhelming number of people declined that offer because they're so worried that if they sell that ticket and it wins, they can never forgive themselves. But if, if you know, the rational thinker says, if I can get turn a dollar into $3, I should do that every single time and just go make more lottery tickets. Now, that's interesting that you bring that up because I was curious, I guess, along the lines of who you're catering to at the moment or who your audience is. Obviously, if you're on the sharper professional side of the betting spectrum, this is something that would appeal to you, especially on those futures. But is the case that you're dealing with more of the recreational players looking to buy and sell these, or are you looking to find that balance in your audience that you just don't have yet? Yeah, no, exactly. I think we've we've done a good job of finding the professionals in Las Vegas so far, um, and they get it, and their customers. Uh, it's about reaching the tourists and the people that are getting, you know, coming to Vegas, making six future slips, and wanting to bring them back to their hometown. But my response is, leave them with me. If all of them win, we go cash all of them. If you want to sell two of them and four win, we'll sell two and cash four and mail you a check. So when tourists are coming, that's where we need to get the word out, where leave your slip with me, it's a zero-risk proposition, right? Nothing has changed from what you were going to do prior to PropSwap. In fact, we'll get you paid two months earlier should these tickets cash. A question I had from someone who I'm in a betting group with was in regards to do you have any safeguards in place to ensure that no one's able to run a program in order to buy up the tickets with the most value immediately after they're posted? I know Betfair has an issue with this in regards to court siding, which is not an issue you guys would face, but basically they have their market available for betting and there are people sitting right beside the game happening who are able to buy the tickets. With you guys being futures, someone could, in theory, run a script in order to buy the tickets if they set in the parameters to buy it if there's a specific amount of value, not making it available to those recreational players. You guys said that uh, like the tickets will present extreme value in some cases. Your example was the Cowboys. Do you have something yeah. in place to enable that it's sort of the fair marketplace, or, or do you accept the people who have – potentially have programs like this? Yeah, that, that's an excellent question. Um, StubHub is fighting that battle as we speak, um, and they've been around for, you know, 14 years. That company's probably worth 3 or $4 billion at this point, uh, and they haven't found an answer to that. But it's definitely something we're keeping an eye on, um, you know, should there be an, an overwhelming um, uh, amount of tickets being purchased by one individual, that's not a fair marketplace, right? We want price equilibrium. We want the same amount of buyers as there are sellers to create a fair price. Um, so excellent question. Definitely something we keep an eye on. It hasn't happened yet, uh, but we certainly monitor um, our buyers and sellers and, and see where the money is flowing. So just to wrap this up quickly, I know you guys are busy and you have a lot to get to. I'm curious what the next year looks like to you guys and what your main goal is. Uh, looking down the road to January 2018, what do you hope to accomplish as your main goal? First one is sportsbook growth. Uh, currently, we're only in the Venetian. Uh, we're looking to set up shop and hopefully two or three more sportsbooks uh, by January of next year. Next one is move the buying process online. Um, currently, it's still in person. People are coming in to visit us, dropping off cash, swiping their credit card, and buying these slips. 
Um, we're looking to move that fully onto this web app um, that should launch for March Madness. So, yeah, I would say a sportsbook growth on the selling side and then making buying more convenient on the buying side, which would happen on PropStop.com. Well, I wish you guys all the best, and I hope that every sportsbook a year from now has the prop swap station inside their sportsbook or at least a terminal where everyone can go up and, and put in their tickets to take them. Um, before I let you guys go, let all the listeners know where they can find you, where they can follow you, both for the prop swap and if you'd like personally as well. Sure. Yeah, so it's uh, Prop Swap Vegas is our Twitter handle. Uh, like we've mentioned, our iPhone app is available in the App Store. It's just called PropSwap. And PropSwap.com for March Madness, you'll be, if you're in the state of Nevada, you'll be able to buy betting slips that we post for sale. Awesome. Ian and Luke, I appreciate your time uh, taking 20 minutes out of your day to talk to me and my listeners. Uh, I'm going to do my best to keep getting the word out of you guys. I think you guys are doing something great that the market desperately needs. And I wish you all the best in the upcoming uh, March Madness and football season when the time comes next fall. And hopefully the Super Bowl coming up delivers a lot of good futures for you and your customers. Thanks so much, Adam. We really appreciate talking to you. And you asked some great questions. Um, and uh, we look forward to talking again soon.